0: What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to The Great Girth Podcast. It's your homie, Mr. Tony Trujillo. Again, I did that shit. Mm-hmm.
1: I did this last time, dude. <laughs> Hola, como estas, amigos? That's es fun. mi, señor Robinson, y Sr. Trujillo. Yeah, see, there we go.
0: <laughs> That's a whole lot better. Uh, we are actually here with a special edition. This is going to be a full-on review of Spider-Man No Way Home, which... I've been excited to do this review. I've been excited to see this movie. We just got back from watching it. And I decided while we were watching it, maybe we should... I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think we should do
1: spoiler-free. Well, for the first... For the first... Time, uh, for the first... We'll, we'll go like 20 let's minutes. Go,
0: let's go based off the trailer, like what people saw. Because yeah. there's are spoilers
1: in that that for they the know fir- For the first 20 minutes, we'll talk no spoilers
0: we will okay. let
1: you know when we're about to go to spoilers, so you can turn it off, watch the movie, then yeah, back actually that's and a good again. yeah
0: that's that's actually because I do want to do spoilers too. That was kind of like the heart of what I wanted to talk about. But okay, we'll give you guys an update on when to stop listening if you haven't seen the movie, or hopefully you're that person out there like me that you can have someone spoil a whole mo- movie for you and you'll still watch it. I've always been that guy. I don't care if people spoil shit. I'm still going to watch it. Just personal interest. Um, <clears throat> okay, so. Let's get right into it. Uh, If you're someone like me that hasn't really paid attention to any of the MCU movies, you kind of need to know some of them at least a little bit to understand where this movie starts. At the very least, I do say you need to watch Spider-Man Far From Home, as well as Doctor Strange, or maybe not even Doctor Strange, probably what, like Avengers, Infinity Wars. you got to understand what the blip incident is. right. So you got to know some of that stuff, which I did, so that helped me. But if you don't, you need to go back and watch those to at least get the idea of what's going on here. So to start, we'll just say that the movie picks up a little bit after uh, the last Spider-Man film where... What the fuck's his name? Mysterio? What are, what are they call yeah. Okay, so the Jake Gyllenhaal character reveals Spider-Man's identity. Everybody knows who he is. You've probably seen this in the trailer. He goes to Doctor Strange to basically reverse that. He wants to get it set to where nobody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's the premise of this movie, the idea of changing, and then we get into the multiverse. Now, again, this is also from the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. Somewhere along the lines, Parker and Doctor Strange fuck it up. That's when we have some characters that come out into... Our world now from other worlds, which, as a lot of you know, other universes or other film franchises you've seen, whatever. So, what we get right off the bat, Doc Ock, again, you see that in the trailer. He's there. You got pretty much everybody except for James Franco's fucking Goblin, which I think we did fine without that anyway. It it really wasn't needed. And you don't get um, Venom fucking, what the hell's his name? Not... Well, Eddie Brock, but the fucking actor. Uh, that seventy show. You don't get him either. But you pretty much have everyone from both the original Spider-Man trilogy and the amazing Spider-Man films as well. So you got all these characters that show up. Again, Doc Ock, Goblin, Electro, fucking everybody. And basically all Topher hell breaks. Grace. Topher Grace, that's right. It was Christopher, but then he changed it. That's how I remember. Because he thought he was Something. <laughs> I like him, but you know, well, okay. So you get all these guys. Madness basically, it just breaks loose. Everything collapses. Now, the idea in this movie is that Peter Parker thinks that there is a way to pretty much fix everybody and send them back, put everything back the way it was, but not yeah. to send them back to ultimate doom.
1: Because what we find out, and this isn't this isn't really a, too much of a spoiler. What we find out is that like when he sends them back, finds out that he pulled them out they they pulled out of their individual universes right before they died
0: yeah so if you've seen the older films and you know which villains die you can pretty much correct all of that because that's not the case here they come back they're alive and then they learn that some of them if they go back to where they're supposed to be they pretty much will perish dr strange sees it as well it is what it is that's just how it's supposed to be we're not gonna fuck with fate Peter Parker being Spider-Man is like, no, that's not who I am. I'm not going to do that. We're going to try to fix it.
1: Yeah, at least try to
0: them. Yeah, it. which is actually something I really like because if you've read comic books, you would know that usually the superhero does not kill the villains or let them die. Sometimes it happens, but that kind of goes against the moral stance of the character. So that was cool to see. But because of that, ultimately it proves the point, which is some things don't change so somewhere along the way it gets even more chaotic and then we have a movie where Peter Parker has to figure out how do I not only fix the universe that I've pretty much fucked up but how do I still fix everything around me without sending it back for my own selfish purposes that's pretty much what it is it's kind of a movie about questioning what's right and what's correct
1: yeah and then there's themes in this movie also of like oh um like being strong enough yes being strong enough to hold back
0: pretty much um, there's yeah.
1: themes of like oh you need to be strong enough to kill people and not killing people's weakness and blah 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 and this is this is constantly that theme you find in all the bat in, in lots of batman movies and comic books is yeah. that Batman's stronger than you because he has conviction and because he can has restraint. Yes, and exactly. So, and there's a lot of themes in this movie about having restraint. And having restraint doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're actually stronger than...
0: Right. It's doing the right thing, basically. That's, again, without getting into a spoiler on this part, that is a big part of this movie is finding out that even though there are consequences for the actions that we do, sometimes... When we do the right thing, whether chaos ensues or not, it's still the right thing. That's pretty much the theme of this movie, too, is running into shit and something bad happens. As we'll get into later, but something bad happens to set Peter Parker off. He still learns, even towards the end of the movie, that he did the right thing. Which is something I really like because I never thought we would get a movie where they do that to Spider-Man because in all the past Spider-Man movies we've seen the same theme over and over which is dealing with being Peter Parker and being Spider-Man at the same time and how it hurts people around him. That's always been a constant theme in all of them but we've never actually got to question Peter Parker basically. And then, you know, as I've said in the past Andrew Garfield to me was a better Spider-Man whereas Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker. But... You know, as I've also said, when you don't have something for so long, you kind of learn how much you truly loved it. And that was the case here. I mean, even now, because after this movie, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't care for Tom Holland as Spider-Man at all. I just couldn't see it until now. After watching this, I was like, yes, that is definitely a Spider-Man. Yeah,
1: And and this is the first time they asked him to put any of that real raw emotion of Spider-Man into it. Yeah, because all the other Spider-Man movies have been him like all being goofy and quippy, and the every once kid. in a while yeah. he gets, He'll get kind of sad, but it's immediate flip. I'm like, ooh, but I'm excited again. So, um, for kids who only watch the like animated Spider-Man shows, that is Spider-Man because yeah. animated shows never. But this one really got into the like mm. how grippingly horrible it is for yeah. this. High school kid, yeah, he's supposed to be like to what, to, 16, 17, he's like the senior year of high school, so he's 17, 18. In this, god, that's crazy and how horribly traumatizing the light Spider Man's life actually is.
0: Yeah, that's and,
1: it, and you finally start to see the toll because the first, first movie is like, Oh my god, I'm Spider Man, this is cool, this is crazy, this is fun, right? And the second movie is kind of like, Oh, it's kind of setting in like. This affects my family and people I like, but, I mean, we're dealing with it. And this movie was just like the third movie for Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man. I've
0: gone too far. It was like,
1: oh, my God. This doesn't just affect everything. There's a line in this movie. Everything Spider-Man touches comes to ruin. And that's like such a great theme throughout Spider-Man is, sure, you can do things that hurt people. Yeah. But it's not your fault that they just, that they care about you enough to support you. Right. And another big theme of this movie is, like, you're only as good as your support group is.
0: Exactly. <coughs> yeah, man, one thing I truly love that they touch on, because <coughs> you remember in the, in both Amazing Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man trilogy, one thing they always touch on is Spider-Man is somehow responsible for the death of somebody. Whereas this one, even though that is the case throughout the movie, you also learn, no, he's not responsible. That person put themselves in that situation, and right. that's
1: awesome. And also it's about like learning, like, hey, you didn't kill that person. You, providing the opportunity for them to be in that situation, didn't kill them. Exactly. The responsibility is on the person who killed them.
0: Dude,
1: one thing I truly
0: love about this movie, too, is it does touch on redemption. Yeah. And, again, without getting too into the spoilers yet, at the very, basically towards the end, you learn everybody is redeemed. That's exactly what happens, and we'll, we'll get into that, but that's a theme in this one, too, is redemption. Basically, not just people can change, but everybody has a purpose in this film, and they do have some sort of closure that makes sense. It's not like somebody gets the shaft. Yeah, right. You see that in a lot of movies, even these types of movies. Some villain dies or... Locked up, whatever. This is a little different. And that's what I liked.
1: And this movie is really funny.
0: Oh, it is, dude. There was so many funny parts. I didn't... So, Marvel movies are known for being funny. So, I kind of figured that'd be the case, but I didn't think it would balance it out very well the way it did because there's serious parts, there's cool parts, and then there's funny thrown into it. And it's perfect timing, too. It's not, like, awkward.
1: And there are two scenes in this movie, maybe even three, they're just absolutely gut-wrenching.
0: Yeah, they're really... There's some they're shit that's hard, hard to keep, watch.
1: It's, it's hard to keep together in some of these scenes. It is. Um, and I think that is payoff from caring about these characters for... Oh, yeah. De-
0: decades at this point.
1: Yeah, decades. Yeah. Um, and so...
0: I think this is where we do start to take think.
1: I think we have to... Um, for this
0: review to make sense, we have to... Definitely go
1: see it. Um before we get explored
0: definitely go see it it's awesome yeah i'll say it's definitely a five-star movie i have no problem saying that i'm very biased with comic book films even though i love comic books this one is a five-star movie this is definitely up there with uh, if you're someone like me and you loved dark knight rises and logan and all those really gritty realistic but crazy comic book films this one is up there even though it's witty at times it is still a very very good movie i I enjoyed the hell out of it. And like I said, I'm very picky. I'm very judgmental of MCU. But I really did enjoy this movie for more than just the nostalgia. There's so much about this movie that is great. So if you even get the chance to go see it during the day or whatever, go see it right away. It is something you have to see before the spoilers start coming out on the fucking internet. Even
1: though Vanity Fair pretty much spoiled the whole thing for everybody already.
0: Yeah. So you've been warned. Now we're going to get into it.
1: Yeah. Five, four... Three, two, one. Toby. Everything that you heard is
0: true. Like, that was the best. To me, that is the best part of the movie. I've never heard a theater crowd get so insane when all these characters show up. I think the loudest eruption we got was Toby
1: McGuire. Yeah, when Toby walks in and he's got that goofy haircut, the fucking youth pastor look. Dude, that was so funny. When Andrew and the thing about this movie is. Dude, when Andrew Garfield has like actual dialogue, yeah, he's good.
0: What's crazy is I got excited to see him too. And I've said in the past that I didn't care too much for him. Like, I liked those a little bit more than I liked the last two Spider Man movies, but even then I really didn't care that much for Andrew Garfield. But this whole year, this whole build up, this process has paid off because I actually wanted to see him. I wanted to see everybody.
1: Well, and and my thing as it went was I was initially being like, okay, you know what, I, 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 it'll be cool to see Andrew Garfield. But if not. But I just want to see Tobey Maguire. Right. And as the movie went on, I was just more and more pulled in by Andrew Garfield's.
0: Me too. I this, was impressed, actually. This movie
1: fixed Andrew Garfield.
0: They do. And they actually, if you pay attention to it, too, they touch on that a lot. There's a lot of goofy nods where they break the fourth wall, basically. And mentioning the fact that... He's kind of the, no one cares too much <laughs> until it's time. Especially, and you know, again, spoiler, when he saves Mary Jane. He was, that's his redemption because we all know Gwen dies, yeah, he, he doesn't does, save her.
1: Yeah, he, you can see he learns. Yeah. He jumps and he goes to shoot his web to catch her. Goes to shoot his web ca- to, to catch her and then you see it in his eyes like, that didn't work last time. And he dives further and catches her and lands and it's looks her in the face and he just breaks. Oh dude, yeah, and that you shit's see, sad. You see him break as he's holding her and he goes, Are you okay? And she goes, Are you okay? Because yeah, he's like, you melting can tell he's down. Fucking,
0: it was weird at first, not gonna lie, with both of them in there. Like when Andrew Garfield first shows up, crowd goes fucking nuts. <laughs> It was louder than I thought it would be of a pop. And that's when I realized, yes, I do like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. And I did miss him. But it was weird. It just felt so surreal. It was like, this
1: can't be happening. This is so yeah. weird. Same with Tobey Maguire. And, he shows up, and, and that was a teardropper. And the thing was, like, I was scared there to bring Toby, in. He wasn't going to be Toby. But he, yeah. he walks into that room. He goes, guys, I hope it's okay. I walk through that. Oh, it's gone.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought. See, like... This movie, as we've said before, it gave you more than... It gave me more than I thought we were going to get. I really believed that we weren't going to get either of them until the very end or like a end credit scene. Matter of fact, I was kind of convinced towards the middle when they all break loose from the apartment. I was convinced they weren't going to be in it. I was like, you know what? They probably won't show up, but I'm fine with that because I like what we have now. If they're not in it, cool. That'll be a little disappointing, but the payoff has already been done, so... I was shocked as hell when they both show up, and the greatest part is it's literally back to back. Yeah, it's not like Andrew comes in the middle and then Toby at the end.
1: Yeah, and 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 the thing is, they give Garfield more screen time. Ever, I think yeah, but I think it's justified because everybody loves Toby. Yeah, and and they did this whole little thing that made you like Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, who are they're throwing bread at him, and he's like, "Yo, can you not throw bread at me?" She goes, "See, you're not." Tony, or you're, you're not Peter. You don't have the, the tingly thing. He goes, I have the tingly thing. This doesn't work for Brett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. My hair stood up on my arm when all three of them suit up. Oh, yeah. And there's that scene where they just all go together. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's really cool, especially because this is a movie that you're like, I have so many questions. Because we don't really know a lot about the relationship between the three other than that they've all t- taken on that role. But even as they've all said, they really didn't talk to each other much. Like, the past with Andrew Garfield, he had said that when he asked Toby about it, Toby just said, do what you want to do. Do your Spider-Man. But he never actually stood there to talk to him and, like, be there with him. Whereas in this movie, it looks like they're literally all there for each other.
1: Yeah, and I think the best part of this movie is, here's the big, big spoiler, Aunt May ends up dying.
0: Yeah, that part actually I didn't think would happen. But it kind of makes sense because in every one of these movies, something has to happen to set off that chain reaction. Yeah, and
1: and, and, it, and it, it's played perfectly. In, yeah. And it's so great because they're all, they're all in the thing. Like, we can't find Peter. Let's try to find Peter. And they go, find Peter. And they have a thing that opens the portal. Yeah, And look, and you see the giant white glowing eyes of Andrew Garfield. You yeah, you're like, there it is. You're like, wait a minute. That's Andrew Garfield. And he walks in. And he takes his he- hell on. They do the thing with the bread, and he cleans spider webs off the ceiling. Right for um, the dude's grandma. It's so freaking funny. Oh yeah, dude. Just like hey, while you're up there, can you, you get the can you can, get the, get cobwebs? the cobwebs? <laughs> um, And then we get a, and then and they're like, wait, that's not the right Tony, or that's not the right Peter Parker. And then we get Toby, and they're like, okay, let's try again. And dude. they call it. And Toby McGuire walks in, and they look at each other. And they kind of freak out. And they both do like the exact same backflip at the same time. Oh, they and both... shoot and miss, shoot and miss. And then Toby's just better. Yeah. Because Toby's like 40 in this.
0: Oh, dude, he looks like shit. I'm not going to lie. That part broke my heart. When he comes in, you see his age.
1: But they play it like this is older Spider-Man. Well, yeah. Older, especially wiser the... Spider-Man.
0: Especially the play on with, oh, I've got, I got back Yeah, problems. the back... Let me crack your back. And, like... and
1: Andrew's like, you want me to crack it for you? He goes...
0: He's oh yeah, okay. I got that middle back problem too. Because if you think about it, Andrew Garfield's pretty old now too. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like late 30s, which really isn't that old. He's pretty young, but in terms of Spider Man, that is technically old. But that seeing his age was a little heartbreaking, but it made you so happy. Yeah, and Andrew I Garfield is
1: 38.
0: Tobey Maguire's got to be like
1: 46 years old. Fuck, Tobey Maguire's almost 50 years old.
0: And Tom Holland's like what? 21, 22. He's pretty damn young, I know that. I mean, he don't look 17, but he plays the kid very well. Tom Holland's 25. Okay, still super young in comparison to yeah. them. Yeah.
1: And so and yeah, being 30 something years old mm. when you're taking that kind of a beating on your body every day. Yeah. And and, and Toby Maguire even says he he's he's like, "Ah, oh, my my back is from swinging all and right. I could imagine on one arm just all that weight pulling down over decades would mess you up.
0: You know what I kind of think about it now? I actually like that they let him show natural age as opposed to CGI. Because yeah. they could have CGI'd it and I think yeah. that would have been oh, stupid. I,
1: I think it was better that they had him be older because having those two older guys being able to mentor... This is my favorite scene I was talking about is when they're on the roof. Yeah. And they're like, well... And t- they're talking about like, okay, how should we find him? And Toby goes, well we heard about what happened and when something like that would happen to me I had a spot. A spot I always went to. Yeah. And Andrew Andrew's yeah, so did I And they're both like, Well mine is Empire State Building. It's like, Well mine's Sears Tower. It's got a better view or whatever. Right. And they like whip and he goes And Zendaya, um, MJ goes, Oh, I know where
0: Right, which is kinda cool.
1: And so they go and they meet him and it's like this counseling session of them talking back and forth, and he's like, you don't... And I, I love Tom Holland's, like, you don't know what I'm feeling. Don't pretend like you know what I'm feeling. You're. It, don't pretend like you know what I'm feeling, because you don't. Right. And um, they go, and Andrew Garfield just kind of tears well at me and goes, well...
0: I do. Yeah, I do, and it yeah. lays it
1: out, like, I, I lost someone i lost gwen really close to me and it was my fault she was in the situation she'd never been to and i couldn't save her and i'll never forgive myself for it and you see tom kind of like reel back like oh shoot this happened more than one and then freaking toby's like yeah i know what you're feeling right now i know mm-hmm. you want to feel that vengeance i got that vengeance when my uncle ben died and, didn't and make i any... freaking killed the dude yeah. And it didn't make anything better Don't be like us and suck vengeance in. And Andrew Garfield goes, yeah, I got to a point I stopped pulling my punches. I was fine if people died. Mm -hmm. And that's not Spider-Man, pretty much. And he kind of, like, takes that in. And and the best part of this movie is when he goes, well, my my aunt. And Aunt May tells him right before with great power comes great responsibility. Right, and they're
0: all like, I've heard that.
1: And he goes, "Well, well, my aunt said before she died, like, great power. And they both complete it comes great responsibility and they yeah. both go and and tom how do you know that and he goes well uncle ben said it right before he died right and so it becomes this whole circle and they immediately trust each other and one of the funniest freaking scenes is they're all sitting around talking and they're and, and andrew garfield looks at Tony mcguire because garfield's in his spider-man suit right toby's to- not toby's yeah. in like a suit jacket and a blank t-shirt. Which is very Peter slacks. Parker, though, yeah. And he goes, are you going to fight these guys looking like a youth pastor? Or are you going to change? And he pulls it out. down, and it's the original with a 3D black line of yeah. webbing. So cool.
0: My favorite scene was probably, yeah, when they all meet face-to-face for the first time on that roof because it's like, oh, dude, this is so surreal. It was weird just seeing Garfield and McGuire in the same room, but then they all three come together like, this is the moment everyone's been waiting for. And it was so strange to me because I just, like I said, I did not think we would get any of that. We got probably a solid half hour, maybe more, of all three of them.
1: Yeah, I, I assumed we'd get a we'd get a little fight scene at the end. That's what I, I thought, I didn't too, think yeah. we'd get into, like... I love that these older Spider-Men were able to kind of counsel...
0: Yeah, it was like character Tom progression. Home. Because yeah. that was my fear, too. I was afraid they were going to try to bring him back and make them modern, like present-day Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield kind of was, but Maguire, you could tell it had been a while since he had pretty much been Spider-Man. He was wearing the suit, yes, but instead of just going like, okay, this is going to start right when they're still Spider-Man, they're now older and wiser.
1: Yeah, and, like and,
0: war-torn, in a sense. And, and,
1: yeah, and the way that um, Tobey McGuire talks about it, you could tell he does it a lot less, Yeah, um, but he still does it occasionally, and he's... He un- now understands the lessons that all these guys have to learn now. Mm-hmm. They were like, yo, are you Peter Parker? He goes, who? And they're like, Peter Parker? He goes, yeah, I am. It's like, why aren't you in a city as well? I've learned to really not publicize myself as little as possible because that leads to really bad things.
0: Right. He's definitely the wiser one. And that's kind of how Andrew Garfield is a little bit. Like, you see a little bit in there because, like you said, when they mentioned he's like, I've just stopped with the punches. Like, you could tell, in a sense, he's hit that point where he's, like, I'm slowing down. Yeah. Which, I again, I like that. I love that they actually show their natural age because my biggest fear was two things. One, they were going to try to rewrite something from the original series and make it to where it didn't exist. And then two being, we're going to use CGI. That was scary to me because I was like, dude, I don't, I don't want that. I'd rather them just come back as if it's been a while. Yeah, and
1: then the... Or that, that when they're all sitting up on the Statue of Liberty talking, and, and Holland goes, "Hey, what's the craziest kind of um, people you fought?" and Peter goes, "Yeah, well, I fought a blob alien I from outer space.
0: Alien. <laughs> that was actually kind of cool."
1: And um, and Tom Holland goes, well, yeah, I fought an alien on Earth and in space, and he was purple." And he goes, I and Peter goes, "Uh." E- they're all Peter. Yeah, they're all Peter. Um, but Spider-Man
0: I, one, that it shit was funny too. Spider-Man
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Toby goes, "I'm kind of freaking out that you fought an alien in space," and Garfield goes, "I'm lame. I fought some dude in a in a rhino costume, yeah."
0: I and, loved the Avengers play on. That was funny as hell. He's like, goes, dude.
1: Well, I've been on a team. Don't flex, but I was part of the Avengers. Toby that's awesome. What's the Avengers? What are the and Avengers? Like,
0: what,
1: you guys are the Avengers? <laughs> you in a band, dude? Like, see, that was cool, too. I
0: was afraid they were going to try to incorporate the idea that they had had more than what they were. You know, I'm like, no, just leave that alone. And one thing I truly love, man, is we get so much. Of Willem Dafoe. I kind of thought that was going to be cut down. I was like, I bet you anything he will not have a lot of time. Everybody in this movie has a really long amount of time. Even fucking... What's his face? Um, The Connors, the fucking... Yeah, the lizard. The lizard, he had an extensive amount of time.
1: And he was freaking hilarious the whole time. Yeah,
0: he was interesting. Because in those other ones, I really didn't care for him. The actor is good, but I didn't care for him.
1: If you take one thing away from this review, it's that... Those amazing Spider-Man characters. Even Jamie Foxx's character. Oh, yeah,
0: dude. I love this character in this movie. In this movie? It's funny as hell.
1: So much better. Oh, yeah. It shows that it's not the actors. It's the, that's that freaking writing it's group
0: Yeah, they need a script, and they need a good direction. Even Sandman, dude. We had said this in an earlier uh, podcast episode. I was like, dude, I didn't care for him at first, but then when I saw the trailer, I was like, yes, I'm excited to see Sandman yeah, and, again.
1: And Sandman probably gets... Sinman and Lizard probably get the shortest end of the stick.
0: Yeah, when it comes, um, but they still had quite an amount of time. They did in that have movie. a lot of time,
1: and easily the most time, most well deserved, is Doc Ock and Alfred Molina. Um, I like
0: that he gets redeemed, though.
1: Yeah, the I love the fact that they went back to Octavius is not a monster. He's right. He's being controlled, and they fix him. Yeah. And he plays along that he's this bad guy who's fighting everybody. And right at the end, turns saves and you, the day. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, going to see Doc got just go to town against um, Green Goblin. And it's pretty freaking awesome.
0: It is. That's a badass scene. And I love that they do that with Willem Defoe. Like, I love that at first it doesn't work. When they hit him with a serum and he's like, nah, it doesn't work, dude. <laughs> that was cool because I was like, how do you make him not evil? But then again, it's that split personality because. As we know, he really isn't evil. He had that serum that fucked him up, just like Doc Ock has his situation. Yeah. So they can be redeemed. Same with Electro. We find out at the end he's like, I ah, just I don't have it anymore. It's fine."
1: Oh, that might be the best joke out of all of them. I thought there'd be a Black Spider
0: Man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I thought yeah. you'd be Black. Yeah, when <laughs> he was like,
1: "Well, you got a suit. You're poor. You help out poor folks." I, I thought you, thought you were mean. Black.
0: He's and, like, I and Andrew Garfield
1: be- goes. Well, yeah, I'm sorry,
0: man. <laughs> I bet there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Which, that was cool because... Little hint, Miles, which we'll probably get in the future. And, and we've
1: seen some Miles Morales hints in other Spider-Man movies yeah. before. Cool Easter um, eggs. But, yeah. Dude, um, I think...
0: Uh, the best fight scene, though... Aside from, being hands down. And I guess it's not really a fight scene. It's more of like a trippy fucking
1: oh yeah
0: the doctor strange and spider-man that was cool because neither of them are evil they both believe what they're doing is right and they're both just fucking with each other the whole time basically it's not really a fight no one's
1: trying to kill each other just trying to stop them
0: that was cool though i liked that whole mirror verse thing he had going on that was sick it fucked with me a little bit i was kind of like god damn dude it's like inception everything's turning but that's the point yeah Everything is like the walls are breaking, everything's cracking. I love that at the end, too, when the universe is splitting and open, and they're like, What the fuck is that? And he's like, No, that's really happening. Not- <laughs> yeah, he's like, Am I dead? Or is this
1: actually happening? He goes, no, 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 it's actually happening.
0: <laughs> I thought he was gonna die when they did that. I was like, Don't kill him.
1: <laughs> like, that's fucked up.
0: That, that's like a god, what movie? Uh, Star Wars, Han Solo. It made sense that he died, he kind of had to, but that's a heartbreaking scene, and I was like, Don't do this to me. Thank god that's not the case. The fucked up thing is, is when Aunt May dies, you think she's fine. Yeah. Because she tries to play it off like she's okay until she collapses. But if you're watching that shit, that thing clearly spiked her. Like, his glider very much ran her off her fucking feet. Yeah, dude, she got freaking lost. She did, yeah. She did a whole 360. I thought he was
1: going to walk over her and she was done.
0: That's what I thought, too. And she's walking around like everything's fine then all of a sudden she collapse. Goes like,
1: she goes like, hold on, I gotta see. Just hold on. i to really catch my breath. And then just collapses. Like, oh, my God.
0: I love that John Favreau was in this, too. I was happy. That was cool. Because I know he was in a little bit of the Avengers and all that. But I enjoyed him in the Iron Man movies. And I loved him in Spider-Man. So I was like, okay, it's cool that he's back. No, he doesn't really serve a big purpose, but he kind of does because, again, it's his condo where they're storing these fucking villains. Like, that's the funniest part is we got to go somewhere safe so they go to his condo. You know what one thing that did bother me, though, that kind of griped me? I always forget his name. J.K. Uh, Simmons or Simon. Yeah. They don't really explain where he exists because well, he's like a modern-day Alex Jones. Yeah. But... What about in the other universe?
1: That's what doesn't make sense to me because well the the thing is like the only people that got sucked in were people who knew that Peter Parker was Peter Parker. And that makes sense. In so, all the other in all the other universes, where it's just J.K. Simmons. Right, that makes <laughs> sense. So
0: he would exist in the newer universe as some yeah same he, character but something but else. But he didn't
1: get sucked in because he doesn't know that Peter Parker is true. Spider-Man.
0: And he's very similar to the old character that he was, but. He's not as angry. He's more of a conspiracy theory. Yeah, this, he's definitely Alex Jones.
1: This one doesn't even own the Daily Play, the Daily Bugle. No, he's it's a web. It's, show. It's a web show, so it's like Infowars. They literally made him a giant. Um, yeah, which they I made him a giant uh, parody of Alex Jones, which is hilarious. Right, dude. When he sells his freaking Daily Bugle supplements, I was like, "Oh, he's just Alex Jones." Oh yeah,
0: that's all he is the entire time. But I I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. I was just kind of like, what the fuck? What happened here? But I liked it because he is in the whole thing, basically. He's in a lot of cutscenes, but he's in the whole thing. It's true to the original character with a little bit of a twist, which is very much enjoyable. I don't really have any complaints other than that. Like, that's the only thing that weirded me out, but I don't have any complaints. I loved that everybody was in this movie for all, like, the other villains and shit. They had at least a good solid hour, if not more. Of screen time, and I thought they were going to really cut that down. Like, you know, in the trailer, you don't see much of Sandman or Electro, just little snippets. And I thought, okay, they're probably only going to be in it for like five, ten minutes. Not the case. They're in the entire thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Same and, with Doc Ock. Yeah. When I saw um, that Doc Ock was going to be in this movie, I was I was terrified.
0: Dude. Aubrey that. is so upset she didn't see this movie. She's crying in the background. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? I didn't get to see it. My child is not having it tonight. But, um, no, yeah, like, I just... uh, When Doc Ock was in the trailer, I was excited. And then you see the pumpkin, the bomb, and I was like, oh, dude, Goblin's for sure going to be in this. And then we see a little bit of him in the second trailer. When he comes out in the movie, man, that fucking theater erupted again. That was fucking cool. Everyone was just... That was probably the second loudest pop. The first one was Toby. The second one had to have been Goblin. And then the third one was for sure Andrew Garfield. That was louder than I thought it would be for him. But it's cool because, again, you get that nostalgia. And, again, it's one of those movies where we've been waiting for this for a year or two years now since they've been talking about it.
1: We, I, I thought for sure that we weren't going to get um, yeah. William Defoe. I thought we were going to get um, DeFranco.
0: That's what I thought, too. But then with all the shit he was going through, all his accusations, I was like, fuck, they'll probably recast him with the guy from Amazing Spider-Man who played the son. And I was kind of like, damn, I really hope they don't do that. And I don't want them to recast Sandman, which turns out they didn't. That was cool, too. I, pu- I pretty much loved everything about it. I even loved that they had um, that scene where they're all kind of joking about being at the condo. And Doc Ock's like, you expect us to eat microwavable food, like burritos, and Defoe's in the back. Like, I could go for a burrito. like <laughs> That was cool, and I love that they play on the fact that all these guys are sucked into this universe and have no recollection of before, except for I was there, and then, damn. Like, yeah,
1: he was like, yeah, I was fighting Spider-Man, I was about to kill him, I had him by his throat, and then...
0: Yeah, and then they don't remember anything. Appear.
1: And like we're like, <clears throat> dude... You grab this machine and dunk it into the river and die.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Like, they're all, well, not all of them, but most of them had died. That was something I was interested in seeing how they were going to do that. (coughs) It was cool to see it, though.
1: The most surprisingly funny thing in the whole thing is that Hannibal Burris is in this movie. Oh, the beginning. He is in there for, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, half
0: a minute. He's like, I know what you did. Funniest
1: freaking thing. He's like, Mysterious right. know what you did? You're a murderer. We don't put murderers in the school. And all the that. He's like, shut up. Stop. Not and not. I love
0: it. They're like, oh, we did all this for you. Nah, I didn't. You guys did. I tried telling you not to for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps talking and they're talking over him. He is funny as hell, dude. He actually got skinny as shit. I was looking at that. I was like, man, he's skinny. I loved his fucking skit about mimosas. It was a little off topic, but did you ever hear that when he's talking about how he didn't have his ID? And he's, like, checking into a hotel. This lady's like, you need your ID? He's like, I'm Hannibal. Like, he, like, tries to explain it, and she's like, no. And he's like, so what person would try to impersonate a comedian just to come to the airport and get mimosas? Like, is that really a thing? He's funny as hell. That was cool. I loved kind of how the beginning starts a little bit after the third one, or the second one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought that was cool, too. And then, of course... Another spoiler, my favorite part, like the part to me that I was like, yes, fucking Charlie Cox, Matt, Matt Murdock. That was so cool. I was happy as hell because I loved the Daredevil series. Charlie Cox was awesome as fucking Matt Murdock to see him. And that was just amazing. It was a good payoff. I was happy to know that he's going to be a part of this because this is one of, and they've confirmed it. There's going to be more movies. We don't know the extent of it. Like if Toby and them are going to come back probably not it's probably like a one-off thing but to know that matt Murdock is going to be a part of the mcu to know that we may get more of this and that is kind of cool it's
1: i think this was more of an experiment well on on the topic of things that um um but yeah um so to learn all this crap to see toge mcguire's full universe is now in Andrew Garfield's free universe is in. Yeah. And post credits we find out that Venom, venom is in. Yeah. Is also in this universe. That was cool. Um, which is a kind of little funny.
0: The, the scene is pretty hilarious. But
1: right at the very end, right after he zips back to his own um, universe, there's a little hunk of Venom sitting on the camera. Yeah. And you so go. You know. Now we know what next. Now we know what the next Spider-Man movie is. Exactly. Who's going to be Venom? 'Cause it can't be Flash Thompson in this universe. It no, can't. They fucked him. That up. little I, uh, Indian kid yeah. cannot be Venom. I refuse to believe it.
0: I don't like him as Ven- or as fucking Flash too because that was my biggest issue was with the homecoming was Flash was a little flamboyant Indian and I was like, Look, I get it. They're trying to be woke and just make it diverse, which is fine, like if it makes sense, because to me it has to make sense. I love his fucking friend, the little Asian kid. Yeah, he's believable as a friend of Peter Parker. At first, I was kind of like, of course, you got to have the Asian kid, the Indian kid. But
1: he's—it's
0: a payoff that works. I promise, I will
1: not become an evil supervillain and try try to kill kill you. you.
0: Yeah, like that's just what he's like. Did you have a friend? He's like, I did. He died. He's like, what? Hey,
1: Hey, walks up to Tony McGuire, and he goes, "Hey, do you have a best friend?" He goes, "I did." He goes, "You did." He goes, yeah, he died in my arms after trying to kill me. And Ned
0: kind of just. Things like petrified. Freaks
1: out. And <laughs> he walks over, and um, Tom Holland goes, hey, Ned. And he goes, y- yeah. And
0: he's all freaking out, dude. He just walks away, like, okay, I'm going to And go he goes, Do you
1: want to run diagnostics? And he walks up and, like, keeps his computer at arm's reach and, like, clicks a few buttons hits, then and leaves. Then runs away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I still have a hard time with Zendaya's Mary Jane, but see, it makes sense because this Mary Jane is supposed to be like the more too-cool-for-school girl. She's not necessarily the popular cheerleader. It works in this sense. I have a hard time with it just because I don't... It doesn't sit right with me, but again, it works for what they're going for. It's not like it's awkward. If it didn't work, I'm sure they wouldn't have kept it going. There's obviously some sort of positive feed behind it. Like I said, it works for this Spider-Man. And I think they do really well in addressing that too. That there's two Mary Janes, that there's this and that. There's two Aunt May's. Like that's cool as hell. I wish they would have done a little joke about how Aunt May got hotter and hotter, <laughs> but we didn't get that. I totally forgot there was not an Uncle Ben in the newer Spider-Man movies. I don't re- I don't recall that at all. I was like, wait, there's no Uncle Ben, der
1: But um, I think what this movie show also showed is that. Tom Holland is so freaking good. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I went into this like, Tobey Maguire is the best out of the three. Yes. That Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man and left this movie. on. Like, Tobey Maguire is awesome.
0: Yeah, he was... But... He's not Spider-Man now, though. But... Put some respect on
1: it. Tom <laughs> Holland's performance. Like, yeah. I have... There's a scene where he's on the roof and you see him like trying to hold it together, and MJ and Ned like grab him and hold him, and he immediately breaks down. Right, right. And okay. it is one of the most real, like visceral best acting performances of somebody right. sobbing because they just lost everything. Right, I was ever on. seen in my entire life, and is at that moment like this kid's freaking phenomenal.
0: Well, it's finally – it pays off for me because I'm like, okay, yeah, I can definitely say that he's Spider-Man because I just didn't give him any mind in the first two movies. But after watching this one, I was like, yeah, it's absolutely, totally believable that he's a, a Spider-Man character. What I like is that he's his own. That's what they yeah. do with the other two, and they address that very well in this movie too, that they're all different in some way. Like I love the web shooting scene. I love that they play on that. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like you can shoot web- – I have to make mine. then that- <laughs> The, Tom Holland's like, yeah, what
1: the fuck? Like, He's like, does it only come out of your wrist? Does it come out of other holes? He goes, no. He's like, you do have web. Walkers? I don't, I don't, I don't really want to talk to you about this. He goes, <laughs> I, I don't mean to pry, but it's too personal, But like, I have to make my own stuff. Yeah, do. Like, you just just... Like, how do you do that? He goes. I don't know. I don't, like, do it. Like, it just I, don't, I don't breathe. That is, it just happens. So, yeah.
0: I <laughs> thought like, you ever <laughs> <goes>, like, yeah? <laughs> we had web
1: blockage?
0: He's like, yeah.
1: Yeah, web block once, like, you know, existential crises and stuff. And um, he goes to so editor I like, yeah, I get that.
0: <laughs> Which, I loved that. I thought that was cool. And I love that they basically make them a team. And that's another thing they touch on. Like, as we had mentioned with the Avengers line, they have to be a team and they work well together because i was kind of curious how that was going to play out i was like damn how's this going to work
1: and i love they call spider sense the tingly thing
0: that shit's hilarious and the yeah. whole,
1: no one even questions it they're running through this just work together trust your tingly thing and
0: go. <laughs> yeah, dude like that shit's funny but i think what is so cool is that they let them all be their own spider-man from yeah. the previous universes they didn't try to make them exist in this one as a different type of Spider-Man. They're the exact same character you got from the last movie. And, and,
1: and I know some Andrew Garfield people are going to be a little upset at this movie because the payoff is Toby's. Yeah. Um. So, William Dafoe's Green Goblin is the one who kills Aunt May and they go in and Tom Holland and him are isolated on a shield. On, on some big Captain America shield they're putting on the... Um, Statue of Liberty, and they're fighting, and eventually, there's a point where Tom Holland just gets so angry and so upset that he just starts to maul him. Oh yeah, dude, I he mean, fucking almost so he murders his ass. ass. He goes beats him to a pulp. He's laying on the ground. He picks up his glider and goes to stab him just with the glider. And as he brings it down, Tobey McGuire steps in right. and catches him. To
0: remind him, basically, and holds yeah. him.
1: And looks him in the eye and gives him the look like, you don't want to do this. Yeah, this and isn't who And they don't say anything. It's dead silent. The only sound is freaking Tom Holland grunting from trying to push through
0: But then there's that Toby defeat that he's like, okay.
1: And then Tobey Maguire is grunting to hold it up. You can see they're both. Uh, Toby's a little bit stronger. Oh, yeah. And he goes and he starts to move it up. And finally, he realizes and he tosses it aside. Mm. And... Then,
0: then he gets stabbed yeah that's stabbed. the part that sucks you're like god you're like it, no toby not
1: and, him and he collapses and he just looks up the sky and like no no don't kill my boy
0: dude it was it's still so weird to even know that it happened like it's it's something that we never thought could happen but as the writers had said in earlier interviews they had said this is something that is going to be good for every fan because it shows that we can coexist and that's the message I think with Sony. It's like we can do stuff together. How would that work? Because you never would have thought this would have worked years ago. No, because even when they had mentioned it, I was like, I don't know yeah, though, it, because they're
1: all franchises are different. And, and we'll give credit to the Avengers, <coughs> movies, yeah, because they're, were they were able to make this happen—a proof of concept, right? But um, yeah, when Toby, when to, and then that that final action sequence is crazy. Toby falls back. And Garfield kind of sees it and freaks out and jumps right. and sidearms this thing. And um, Holland catches it in the air and stabs Defoe in the neck with the um, serum. And, he, and you see Defoe kind of like hit that realization of reality. And he looks at uh, – and he goes, Peter. And he looks up and goes, what have I done? And like starts right. to panic.
0: That's when you know.
1: But the best line, the line I'm going to remember forever is the funniest line in the whole movie – is Tom Holland runs down and hugs both the Spider-Men, and he leaves, and Andrew Garfield goes, tells Tobey Maguire, like, you're in a, a lot of pain right now, aren't you? He goes, yeah! I'll be okay, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> yeah, dude,
0: and that shit's funny as hell, too. It's definitely a play on the age as well. Like, it's definitely true, and I, I think that one thing I truly love, too, man, like, and I know I keep saying that I love this and that, but this part really, like, hits home. I love when... He goes to say goodbye to them, gives them that hug, and says, thank you. Because that kind of feels like, to the fans, like, yes, thank you for making this happen. Yeah. Because, I, again, I didn't think it was going to happen. And for years there was talk about Tobey Maguire saying, I'm done with it. I don't want to be a part of it again. But I think that a lot of that was...
1: Well, and because Spider-Man 3 killed his career.
0: Pretty much. Like, he, he did a few decent movies after that, but I can't name any of them that were any better... Beforehand, well, it was
1: in Seabiscuit and like um, the Great Gatsby, but they're, all, Gatsby super was... su- they're all super supportive roles. There's yeah, just hasn't been the lead role of anything
0: really since. He wasn't one, but it's not, it didn't, it didn't fare well. I know that it was called like, um, is a good deed or disaster. I can't remember the name of it, but um, well, he, off, off he, topic, but it's he was
1: brother in Brothers.
0: That was a good one, but that's a really underrated movie too. This one was like basically Elizabeth Banks is his wife.
1: I forgot. Um, Tom McGuire is the voice of um, of adult Tim in the in the um, boss baby.
0: That and he was, but this is a very small role. He was in the end of the movie. Uh, I think it's Labor Day with uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, he plays a grown up character, the the main character, but he hadn't really been in anything big. He actually took a quite a big break. I think that this is his first film role in a couple of years. Quite a while.
1: Yeah, outside of the Boss Baby, it looks like he's going to be in a movie called Babylon.
0: Oh, the bab I know what that that's a terrible fucking movie actually. It had him, Jessica Alba, Will Ferrell, a bunch of people.
1: Um this is in pre- in post-production. Olivia Wilde, Brad Pitt, Toby Maguire, Margot Robbie, Um, and Gene Smart.
0: Yeah, it's, um, The Spoils of Babylon, that's what it's called. It was like a...
1: No, that's a TV show. There's a movie called Babylon. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, it's got, um, yeah, Olivia Wilde, Tony McGuire, Brad Pitt.
0: He was, I'm trying to remember the name of that movie, but it was him, Elizabeth Banks, Laura Dern, and somebody else. Basically, he, like, cheats on his wife. And the woman he cheated on his wife with, he ends up killing her by accident or something oh, like that. Oh, the
1: details.
0: The details, yes. In 2011. It was okay, but it's not... Again, like he just didn't have the best film roles that he had before, or at least during Spider-Man. And what sucks is Spider-Man 3 was such a hated movie at the time, it's become more of a respectable film. Especially when you look at... The Amazing Spider-Man movies. And even now, though, they do put some respect on all those movies. Which is something I love. I was kind of disappointed we didn't get some Rhino in there, but we really didn't need him. There was too much going on anyway. Well,
1: and to be honest, The Amazing Spider-Man's Rhino's retarded.
0: Yes. I love Paul Giamatti, though. I'm like, damn. And,
1: and um, I'm happy they didn't put him in there. They're... they're I'm... I'm... I'm, I'm there was a bunch of people I'm happy they didn't put. I'm happy they didn't put um, DeFranco in. I'm happy Paul Giamatti's guy was in there. Um, the one thing I do wish, I wish they would have had Michael Keaton's Vulture. Me too. I was kind of wondering where that was at. Kind of popping in and out. But I I get that at some point you risk putting too much crap. In.
0: Yeah. And I can understand why they didn't do this, but it would have been kind of cool to see Topher Grace's Venom. The reason why was because that's another character that got kind of the shit out of the stick.
1: Yeah, and, and I think they 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 don't want to put two of the same characters in.
0: Well, that's the thing, yeah, because now that we know... Because they
1: want Tom Hardy's Venom to be right the guy.
0: Well, and they had said in the past that Venom did exist in that universe, but if you watch the first two movies, that, well, I didn't watch any post-credit scenes or anything like that, but from what i know with let there be carnage it still didn't quite answer the question of where it exists in the mcu but again if you stay for the end of this movie you see that end credit scene or whatever and yeah. they confirm it which i love tom hardy as venom dude like yeah i did i did enjoy Topher grace because i just i like toper grace i'll admit it wasn't a good venom but again he had such a short amount of screen time in that movie it's and, and, hard to judge him when he only had like twenty minutes.
1: And so, what it looks like is that Venom happened in an alternate um, in an alternate dimension yeah. in the Marvel universe, mm. but they left some of his Venom in this world. So the next Spider-Man movie looks like it's going to be him fighting.
0: Well, um, venom. when they tell the joke about fighting the alien that's clearly a nod towards yeah that venom so and they, I mean, and they cool. gave the
1: nod to that venom they gave the nod to rhino
0: yeah so i mean it still includes them in a sense it's not like they ignored it you know and they still include uncle ben and we all love uncle ben and it sucked what happened to him they included gwen stacy and that tragic shit that scene was really hard to watch that shit was heartbreaking because immediately when you see zendaya fall you're like oh fuck we know what happens here But that's when he learns and it goes back to what we were saying about redemption. Everyone in this movie gets redeemed. It's not like they get the shit end of the stick. And of course, you know, it ends where they all go back to where they came from, but they've been saved. They've been given that second chance. And that was a really cool payoff, as we had mentioned, with Doc Ock. You think he's the bad guy, but he ends up saving the day. I love that because they only touch on that a little bit in the second Spider-Man movie, but he was a human being. Until that happened to him, still a human being, just trapped. You know, like it I think it's fair to say the only one in there that was truly evil was Osborne, but again, he gets redeemed.
1: Yeah, and and the, the best part of all this is that if we ne- if I now never see Tobey Maguire as Spider Man again, I'll be fine. Yeah. Now there's the cl- the bit of closure. It's
0: closure. That's what we needed because, as fans.
1: Because the way that Spider Man Three was written. Is there was supposed to be Spider-Man 4.
0: Yeah, they were going to lead into Sinister Six. They were going to do all this shit.
1: And they left all those little lines open. Yeah. And you're constantly wondering, like, okay, what happened with him and MJ? And in this thing, you get a line like, well, me and my MJ, it took us a while. Yeah. But we figured it out. And now we're married and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, good. That's what I needed to know. That's all I
0: needed was that closure, yeah. I needed
1: to know that it worked.
0: Same with Andrew Garfield because... As much as they weren't that great, I was a little frustrated. They're like, okay, we're going to start over again. And I was like, fuck. I wanted at least some closure. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not amazing. Like, that sucked. There needs to be some sort of redemption there. And that's what we get in this movie is everybody gets a bit of closure, including the people that deserved it, which is, again, fucking awesome.
1: And the best Spider-Man villain, surprise, is still Dr. Octavius and Alfred Molina. It's not even close. Even in this movie, Alfred Molina out after everybody in, in except for Tom Holland in the entire movie. I
0: still like Defoe though, man. He's they, when they walk into goblins, that, amazing. When
1: they walk into that thing, he's just like, "What the hell? I'm in this freaking apartment building in that lower Manhattan with some freaking teenager. He's gonna get us all killed. Uh, what, what are we gonna do? Hang out, make breakfast, or make microwaveable burritos?
0: That's the best part. That's one of the best parts. Nah, dude, it was cool just seeing Willem Dafoe because I was like, man, I never thought I'd see that ever again either. But that goes back to everything in this movie. We never thought we'd see this type of movie. We never thought we'd see Rhino. or not Rhino. Fucking Electro. We probably never thought we'd see Sandman again.
1: I I am so happy that Sandman was in this movie. Me too.
0: He got payoff.
1: And that's the only thing that kind of bothers me a little bit. In this Oof. movie is the way Sandman's kind of treated. Well, um
0: It bothered me that we don't get Flint. He's just Sandman the whole fucking time.
1: Well he has Flint Marco at the very, very end. And the way they introduce um Sandman is awesome. It's great. Well, yeah. It Where plays Spider-Man's on. fighting electri- Electro and Electro's about to fry Holland. Right. And he kinda of just creates that wall of earth and he's like, Spider-Man, what the hell? And he goes, uh, and he just like he goes, what the hell are you? Right. He goes, what are you doing? I'm here to help you. And he goes, oh, well, you helped me take this guy out. And they work together and get him out. Right. But my issue is, is toward the end when he's fighting to get the box. Mm-hmm. Like, Flint shouldn't be fighting to get the box. Right. Flint's like, let's go home. Look, I want to get home. That's his mo- whole motivation.
0: Right, and they kind of flip Through that. the
1: whole movie is him like, I don't care what we do, let's just get home, I miss my daughter.
0: Right, and that's what bothered me too, how they flipped it like that. I haven't
1: seen my daughter in a couple of months, or a couple days, just get me home, I want to see my daughter. Right. And at the end, he says, for some reason decides to flip to destroy the box.
0: Yeah, that makes no sense, because that defeats the motive, which was, I just want to get to my daughter. That's what I liked about them setting him up with this one, was, remember, in the end of the third one... He wasn't the bad guy. Yeah. And he was trying to reason with Parker, telling him, like, hey, I'm not here to say sorry. I'm here to hope that you would understand why all this happened.
1: Yeah, and and Sandman's always been, Sandman's never been the bad guy. Right. Sandman's always like, dude, I rob banks because my daughter is on her deathbed dying. Right. I can't afford her surgery. So crucify me. But if it was. If it was your daughter or my daughter, we did the same thing.
0: Yeah, like, what would you do? That's what I've always loved about him, too. But he does get a little bit of redemption because I thought he was poorly treated in the third one, too. Although, if you think about it, in the third one, he had a little bit more screen time than pretty much Venom, at least. You know, like, he he was kind of one of the focal points of the third one.
1: Well, and it's because apparently in the fourth one... Venom was supposed to be a much larger piece of... And and Venom technically gets the most screen time just because the black suit is Venom. Yeah. Um, But but in the end, I think that's my only real pet peeve is there's kind of a weird flip of motivation.
0: Yeah, with his character. That's the thing that didn't make any sense to me. Like, Electro, his flip made sense because he didn't really want to be fixed at all. He was like, damn, I like this. That's been the that was the focal point at the very beginning of his introduction was I felt a new energy. I liked it. I like who I am here. There's so much opportunity out there.
1: And I'm, and his thing was like I'm not a nobody here. Yeah. It's a chance for a fresh start where people will get because his first impression in the other world is this goofy, nerdy dude who doesn't no one cares about. Here he could be the big, powerful people everybody cares about.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He does get a hold of an arc reactor, which <laughs> That's like setting a fat boy to uh, right. All you can eat buffet. You can't expect them not to exactly flip out when you tell them you can't eat anything
0: there. I thought it was cool. I even liked Doctor Strange in it too. I mean, I I saw a little bit of the first one. Didn't get to finish it, but I liked Benedict Cumberbatch. So I was like, okay, you know, it'd be interesting to see him again. And I enjoyed it for what it's worth. He's in it for a good amount of the movie too. That part I truly loved. I thought that it was awesome how they really dive into the idea that he could have let them die and let dr strange reset everything but he chose not to because that's just not who he is that he wants to fix them. that's the whole point of the movie that i did love um otherwise i have no complaints this movie not only paid off but it was more than what i thought i'd get which i'm happy as hell with it was so surreal even now i can't believe that we got what we got you know it's it definitely is worth seeing it is one movie that I'm probably gonna buy on Blu ray when it comes out, I'm definitely gonna own that shit. Right. I loved it. I mean, like I said, I give it a five star. That is a five star movie beyond anything. I mean I'm very picky with comic book movies. I enjoyed this one. Like I said, it is up there with Dark Knight Rises, it's up there with Logan. It's a great fucking movie. It's even it's so shocking to me because I had such a hard time enjoying the first two with Tom Holland. But again, I think that's just because stories different. You know, it's uh, it's not like we knew we were gonna get this anyway, so it's kind of hard to judge. But this one was so freaking good that I'd have no problem seeing another Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland.
1: And I liked the first two Spider um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but I think this is the best one. Oh yeah, this is hands down the best Spider-Man. Out of ten, I get like a nine point seven. That's fair. Um, if they would have handled, um, if they would have, they would have. I think if they would have handled Sandman a little bit better, and there are a few moments of dialogue um that they give to Toby and to um and to Andrew Garfield that feel slightly disingenuous. Yeah. But I think that also comes from the fact that these are two forty year old men talking to
0: a younger kid. A seventeen
1: year old kid.
0: Yeah, it's it's it feels weird at first. I won't lie, the first couple of lines of dialogue from Toby and both Andrew come off a little cheesy and kind but, of odd. But but
1: everything that, um, when Toby and Garfield are playing off each other, it's it, the best parts of the movie. Oh,
0: it, it pays off completely. No, uh, definitely, if you haven't seen it, brush to your theater. Check out Spider-Man No Way Home. It was awesome. I enjoyed it to the point where I'm probably going to pay attention to MCU movies a little more. Just because, again, this... It opened my eyes to something, and I was so happy that I got something that I wanted, which was I wanted to see Tobey Maguire one more time. I wanted some closure with Andrew Garfield to see him one more time. That's exactly what we got. Who knows? Maybe there could be more down the road. I highly doubt it, but never say never. So
1: and that that end credits um, trailer for uh,
0: the new Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor is pretty
1: Strange, cool. the something of. De- de- the something of Dimensions or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: that'll be cool too. I'd like to see that. Because that's, again, that'll be another interesting movie to see where the main character's handled as the bad guy when he's The
1: multiverse of madness. Yeah. And it looks like it's gonna have Scarlet Witch. And the, it looks like it's gonna be pretty awesome.
0: I do need to actually find some time to watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I did not ever watch that. And everyone said it was good. Oh
1: my god, that's so good.
0: Well they're making the second one too. That which might be better hearts.
1: that might be better than this movie, to be honest. I, to check it out. I love I love animated
0: comic book films because there's no restriction on them. Like the flashpoint paradox was amazing. But um, <clears throat> anyways guys, thanks for listening. Again, Spider-Man, No Way Home, great fucking movie. We highly recommend it. I gave it a five stars. If I was gonna scale it out of ten, I'd say about the same as Austin, like a nine point seven, nine point five, somewhere in that range. It is 100% worth seeing. Spend your money on it. If you can only see one movie because you're a broadcast person like me, this is worth seeing. I am Tony here with my buddy Austin. If you guys love what you are hearing here and you want to listen to some more, you can check us out at podcast.com. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook on our Facebook page as well as our Facebook group. Um, we're slowly building an audience on Rumble you could check us out there otherwise Austin sir I will see you on monday
1: adios